Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Amber Eve. It's me. Hi. It's, hello. And we're not in Berlin. We're in Basel. Basel, Switzerland. I'm in your apartment. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to be a bit Berlin in this apartment. But. <laughs> what's what's like? Uh, um, I think just like the stripper paraphernalia that's in the corners and my yes. collection of funny money. Funny money, um, yes. yes, yes. I have some funny money in my apartment in Berlin. Sometimes people mm. find it and they're like, what's this? And I'm like, it's stripper money. Yes. <laughs> they're like, whoa. I'm like, okay, welcome yeah. to the world of like real entertainment. Yeah. Um, so we met uh, first time when I came to Basel. So you do stand up, but you're a full-time burlesque strip. Like how do you, what's what's your CV? Like what is it? Um, yeah, it's I, I kind of call myself a burlesque strip and pole performer. That kind of mm -hmm. includes all the things that I do because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm really just a stripper. Well, just. Like sometimes I work in a strip club where it's really just more about like the emotional part of like also sex work. It's yeah. not about like the performance that much. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing burlesque, it's really about the performance, but yeah. not much else in a way. Like you don't mm -hmm. connect to the audience the same way you do as a stripper. Yeah. And then sometimes it's more about the pole dancing and like the acrobatics of it. And it's yeah. like... It's so interesting. So um, what I enjoyed, okay, so we did Comic Strip, fantastic show that you produced with Thank Katie you. Hall, um, which uh, works between Basel and Zurich. You do shows in both cities? Yeah. Yeah. It used to be only Basel and now we expand it because yeah. we're really trying to make it a thing in Switzerland and show people the wonderful world of ass and titties. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. oh yeah. It's such a great, like uh, if you're in Switzerland, make sure you see it. They do such a good job. Thank and you. get fantastic performers in of the burlesque and stripper kind and then lucky comedians that get to be on the show yeah, too. The comedians are always like really excited and also very overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Like we just like take them backstage and they're like, oh my God, everyone's naked here. I'm like, yeah, welcome. To comic strip. Well, well, yeah, I bet, yeah, because I've done, I have, why have I got exposure to this? Um, I think because there's a few performers that are like um, puppeteers or, um, yeah, like burlesque, mm -hmm. well, not burlesque, but more like, how would you say, like, uh, yeah, I guess burlesque performers or, or alternative kind of. Like it um, overlaps a little bit, mm. the burlesque and comedy scene. I think you said yeah. you hosted some shows in Berlin. Yeah, I've hosted like uh, Tits and Sass, which is run by Pinup mm -hmm. Soprano, which is great. And um, I don't know, I think maybe just because I've been to lots of like sex parties and orgies, it just doesn't phase me <laughs> at all. <laughs> Like you've been a lot more than me. <laughs> Just the way you talk about it, I'm like, okay, sounds cool. Sure, I've I've had the sex and the orgies and stuff. <laughs> I like the idea that somehow I like you're you. That's your work, and yet I've I, I'm talking about like yeah. But that's the thing. Like because it's my work. When yeah. I have downtime, I do jigsaw puzzles and listen to true crime podcasts, and that's my yeah. excitement. Like in my off time, because I think I need to balance out all the sexiness and all yeah. the um like the outwards oriented um energy with mm -hmm. like something very introverted yeah, yeah yeah no i think i like i like a jigsaw puzzle as well <laughs> <laughs> but it's that classic thing like as soon as you're in one sort of um world you do need a break from it yes and, yeah yes. A, a strong one but i mean the why i started comedy is because there's no strippers in basel and so I found that comedians are like the next best thing. That's so funny. Yeah, because it kind of like, it's still showbiz in a way. I think comedians are very used to also reading their audience and like checking mm -hmm. for the vibe constantly. And strippers are very good at that, mm. which is why they, I've never met a stripper that doesn't believe in astrology. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> I feel like, like we can all believe very, that. <laughs> we're very used to being like, oh, the vibes like this today, or it's a bit like that. I think we're very sensitive to it because yeah. that's your job. You read people, you read the re room, you try to figure out what vibe is needed. And then sometimes you just can't figure out why everyone's an asshole. So it must be the full moon. <laughs> um, and I think comedians yeah. are as sensitive to it because when you do a comedy set, you have to like constantly like tune into the audience and see what it what is needed and what kind of jokes work and Definitely. how you can connect with them. And that always you have to adapt to that constantly. And yeah. I think that's the parallel that I see the most. Yeah. Oh, that, comedy. That's what good comedians and good strippers do. Like I, ideally, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> if you want to be successful, I think that definitely helps. Or if you've just uh, been lucky enough to like, I don't know. I think there are comics out there. I'm not sure. I can't name them, and I don't know them necessarily. <laughs> but people who just get up and do their thing regardless of what's happening in yeah, the room. Yeah, I think there's strippers out there that do the same, and in a way, it can work. Yeah. But I, I connect more with the people that work like me when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's more satisfying to really tune in and then you can have a better performance and the people have a better time because they're, they're seen and felt and there's yeah. it, like it's a it's a team. Obviously the stripper and a comedian is doing the most legwork but it's a team effort and like yeah. combining the energy. And I think it's the thing that I like about stripping so much. When people mm. ask me what's the difference between burlesque and stripping, mm -hmm. when you're doing burlesque you just do your act on stage and yes. yeah you can connect to the audience a little bit um, but it's usually like a very similar routine, a very similar choreography that you're doing. You're always playing the same role. Mm -hmm. As a stripper, I feel like I can, in a way, be more authentic. Yeah. Which sounds weird at first, but I, I do feel like I can connect more directly with people. Oh, I, I can see that. And I love that challenge. It's like you have to solve a riddle with every client that you meet. And like, okay, what's your deal? Like, how can yeah. we make you happy and also pay me at the same time? So. Absolutely. That's, yeah, so stripping and like <laughs> being a donation-based <laughs> yes. show producer in comedy is very much the same thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Obviously, very different, but like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, massive similarities. Yeah. And, and like wanting to be authentically you, but wanting them to like that. And yeah. that, that then being seen and how much they pay you at the end. Yeah, yeah, you wanna be as authentic as possible, but mm. still kind of please them, unless they're yes. assholes, but you know. And then they can get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and... there's a breaking point where you're like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm walking away now, but yeah, for I sure. guess that's easier as a stripper than as a comedian. Um. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Setting know. boundaries is easier. I, I'd say so. I'd say just because there's like because it is so kind of high, like you know, but just me thinking talking it out, like you know more than me. But just because it's such a kind of high risk dynamic to be like like your your as a as a stripper, your body is like in contact and things can go badly. So there's probably more of a structure to protect you and you can walk away. It really depends on the club. Yeah, I say so. exactly, exactly. Switzerland, exactly. not so good at it. Um, mm, other places. That doesn't surprise better. me. Yeah, Switzerland. I. It's interesting though, isn't it? Like you'd think as a country with such a so much money, you'd think there'd be mm -hmm. more strip clubs. Yeah, definitely. I think the problem is I still haven't figured it out a hundred percent. Um, we have a lot of brothels here, mm. and and from a horny guy's perspective, why would they go to a strip club if they can have like the full meal? Absolutely. Which I mean, I have like a whole thing about like I give a lot of talks about why strip clubs offer something different. I'm not gonna get into it right now, but yeah. I think that's part of the reason is that people can just buy more than that. It's the yeah. same in Dubai. I heard they don't have strip clubs, but there's so many escorts making a lot yes. of money. Yes. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's not part of the nightlife culture mm -hmm. because sex is still in a way, or like sexuality, the whole erotic stuff, the whole adult stuff is still in a way really taboo. So you have fetish parties and swinger mm -hmm. clubs and mm -hmm. brothels, but it's not like young people don't go to strip clubs. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, more it's like a older... sad, lonely guy thing. Yes. I don't want to generalize too much, but I think... But I think that's... I think yeah. most people would hear that and be like, yeah, and you're an expert, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, um, like in Australia, for example, strip clubs are definitely a young, younger, too older, yeah. like broad It's appeal. more like a thing you do when you go out at night. Yeah, it's like, let's, let's watch some beautiful women do mm -hmm. their thing and feel kind of excited and yes. feel like we're doing something... Uh, you know, like like on the edge, like it's like edging. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like edging. <laughs> Stripping is like edging, basically. <laughs> exactly. Like going to a strip club is edging. You know, mm -hmm. you can be engaging in this like sexual wild thing, but it's not full commitment yeah. because you there's can... always a boundary. Mm. But in a way, I think when there's no option to have sex, in a way, sometimes I find that turns you more. Uh, on even more absolutely because you're kind of safe because you can't fail there <laughs> like, exactly <you> <laughs> which i think is why it's the old yeah. sad men that might go because they can engage with it but they don't have to perform mm -hmm. that's true but i think like it's not i feel like it should be more of a thing for young guys too because mm -hmm. that's how we can teach them that just because you're horny doesn't mean you have to stick anything anywhere. And I feel mm -hmm. like society fails in teaching guys that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Which is why we have so many, like, non-consensual things happen. Because mm -hmm. they don't learn that, that, oh, just because I'm horny doesn't mean I have to act out of it instantly. Mm -hmm. People, especially young guys, seem so scared to get horny because it's, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, no, That's you can just yeah. vibe with it. Like, yeah. I know it's different as a woman, but, but still... Yeah. And I think also a strip club environment, uh, yeah, teaches consent really, really clearly. Yeah. So I think it's a, a good space. Like when, when, yeah, like I used to go to the strippers with my like work buddies mm -hmm. when I worked in corporate in my in my twenties. Oh really? Yeah, I loved it. Like I talked to the strippers. I, you know, I learned quickly that I shouldn't dance. I got it. The music's great. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Don't dance, Anna. <laughs> yeah, if you're a guest at the strip club, it's. <laughs> frowned upon <laughs> yeah i didn't like my first time i was like the sound system was so good and it was like i was loving the music and then someone was very sweet and like you can't dance here as well and i was like oh totally okay i'm so sorry yeah. like i was just really getting into it they're like no 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 but they were really sweet yeah. and i always had great chats with them and just and i had friends as well that's right i've had quite a few friends um in australia i always forget that i've had like quite a few stripper friends mm -hmm. and i've always kind of intersected with like my social life is always intersected with uh, whether it be strip, uh, strippers or sex workers or um, uh, like, well, dominatrixes are also sex yeah. workers. Oh, yeah. So always had, always had people in my life mm -hmm. that are in these industries. So it's, um, that's been always that's comfortable. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then like them, like on my 21st birthday, actually, one of my, um, this friend that was a, that was a stripper, uh, and I think she was a dominatrix as well. For my 21st birthday, I worked at this cocktail bar and she gave me a lap dance for Ooh, my birthday. amazing. In front of everyone, and she did it dressed as a clown. Oh my God. She had this clown costume and she, yeah, did this amazing lap dance as a clown. It was hilarious and I was just so uncomfortable. And you were like, oh my God, I want to become a comedian, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even then. Not wow, even you then. were so much cooler than me at 21. <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> nah. I mean, the but... way 
I think we've kind of forgot to finish that story, like how we met is last yes. time I bought you a lap dance from yes. one of my coworkers. Well, right? I met you before. I met you the first time I oh, think maybe. I came to Basel, which was in the summer of 2022. Oh, that's possible. Okay. Yeah. And then I saw um, in, in like Murder Mondays in Basel, great open mic. Yes. Um, and then I saw you yeah, that visit. And then last last uh, February, this February just mm -hmm. gone. Um, yeah, you bought me a lap dance with, with which is on my Instagram. If you haven't yeah. seen it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, my stripper wife, Yana, did a pole dance show that we went to. And that was great. It was a very cheap lap dance. I think I just tipped her like 10 francs or something. And she I was like, let me get on that. I think I gave her 10 or hopefully more as well. Afterwards. I was like, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. That was lovely. Yeah, um, it was very cute. It was very cute. Mm -hmm. I like it's it's the, I, I get uncomfortable just because I, I never know how like I, I I'm so aware that it's like a, a like a, a like it's a work environment it's a gift and I know like I, I know I know Yana through mm -hmm. you but it's like I always feel like how much you know like I to be one day I'll be fully comfortable doing it and feel like I know the boundaries yeah. and I'm respecting it but it's giving lap dances is definitely easier than receiving them for mm. me at least because I can be the active part like I know exactly what to do but just sitting there and receiving it you're like where do I put my hands where do I put my face where do where do I look and what's appropriate what do um, they want what I do mean, they want here communication is key right mm -hmm. I hate when someone at the strip club is like oh I got a lap dance but it was awful because I didn't know what was okay and I'm Aww. like have you tried talking to the person that sat on your lap yeah. because you can just ask them um like in a show setting where you received your lap dance it's definitely a bit harder because when I like do a bachelor party I just go all in like without getting the chance to brief people beforehand yeah. Yeah, yeah. but usually when I do a lap dance at the strip club I'm like okay you're allowed to touch me with love here mm -hmm. here and here but mm -hmm. not there or there mm -hmm. and and please don't stick your tongue anywhere or like yeah. put your mouth anywhere and just enjoy yourself and then people are like okay cool this is this is the playpen and this is where you get to play and then they can relax. Mm -hmm. Some people hate it, but it like it gives me like a bit of a safe base and, and yeah. my clients as well, because then they usually, okay, now I know what not to do and what to do. And then totally they can relax. Totally. Cause yeah. like, at one, like Yana, I think put my hands on her butt yes. and I was like, is this okay? <laughs> exactly. So and like she put them there, but I was like, "Do you want me to hold? Do you want me to squeeze? Do you want me to just lay them I there flat?" I mean, generally, just like advance softly and yeah. see what happens. Like, don't go all in. Like, don't stick your fingers anywhere without permission. Yeah. But um, I think if someone puts your hands on their butt, you can like just maybe try like squeezing a little bit and see what happens. <laughs> I think I was just like, ah, I don't want to, like from when she put them there, I just like, I didn't want to move them from the position they were yeah, in when yeah. they got there. I was just like, ah, and I was like, when should I take them off? Like, I, just, I, never I don't want to objectify you, but also I do. And, yeah, like, but, but like, respectfully. You want it. Yeah, exactly. Like how much, like what do you want? Yeah. Like, you know? Um, I like the yeah. way Teddy puts it when he, um, hosts comic strip where he says it's um consensual objectification right mm, yes that's like great... we agree we agree to to play this role like i agree to be a slut for 10 minutes and mm -hmm. you agree to be a bit of a pervert and this yes. is the game we're playing and we're both allowed to go into that role yes and i think it's a very human thing to have these urges yeah and this gives you a safe space where you get to just live it for a little bit yeah and yeah you need to give audiences permission yes to yes. enjoy that yes. as a host yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I um okay. I kind of want to get a little, a little, a little personal because mm -hmm. we don't have a huge amount of time. Nah. 
Um, so I'm curious, um, you know, you are a comedian, but ma mainly sort of pole burlesque strip work, but, but also a comedian. But the stereotype of comedians is that female comedians struggle to date. Like either like comedians have a partner and like it's the most stable thing ever or they're f eternally single. Mm -hmm. How, what's, the, what's the stereotype around strippers and burlesque performers and what's your experience as, like, as all of them? I was the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when you were talking, I was like, oh, I thought that's the stereotype about strippers. Okay. People, it's, it's like this weird mix. Like there's half of the people that I meet asks me, oh, it must be really hard to date. Mm -hmm. um, because men are either really jealous or really intimidated by you, mostly the latter, I'd say. Yeah. And then the other half of people, usually the ones that don't get it as much, is like, oh, how are you single? You must have your choice of men. I'm like, mm. yeah, 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 but I need to want them too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? So I've just kind of, I don't know, I dated some co-workers, so that mm -hmm. works better than dating men for a while. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But I I'm imagine. sadly more into men, ultimately, so that's a problem. Um, yeah. It's not that it easy. It is a problem, isn't it? Isn't it a yeah. bummer? It's such a bummer <laughs> being into men. The more I work, the less I'm into men. So when I have a phase where I just work at the strip club a lot, I'm just not attracted to men that much. Yeah. I'm just more into women during those phases. Yep. Yeah. I find it hard to let go sometimes. So like I don't mm. want to be in control so much in my personal life because I'm very used to being in control when I'm a stripper. Preach. I... And setting up boundaries, which mm -hmm. sadly I attract men that want me to dominate them in my personal life. I'm like, this is not what I want. Like I just want to, I want to be a pillow princess. I, I want to do the starfish. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm doing so much for men when I'm at work. I just... Absolutely, I totally understand. I don't want to get on top in my personal life. <laughs> Absolutely, I have I've encountered this a lot. Like I I tend to uh, sort of on the surface level of people who are attracted to me and people who pursue me, like say on the dating apps or even like surface level of like um, real life interactions. It's often men. A lot of men are drawn to me because they want me to dominate them. And oh, it's yeah. like I am so in control all the time of my business. And yeah, you give on off stage, that vibe for sure. I've got a very yeah. yeah, and I do have quite a like not in like a like a, there's been a moment where I'm like hmm. you give off daddy vibes I've, for sure. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. To, like it's not people yeah. tell me this, but it's it is like that's very yeah. valid. Like it is also yeah. Thanks. Um, but it's weird. Like I do feel like I have quite a strong. Like, I, I feel feminine, but I do have also quite a strong masculine mm -hmm. energy somehow. Yeah. Um, but in, in my personal life, yeah, I, I love just being like, you fucking tell me what to yeah. do. And like, even like, if I am not allowed to speak, that's amazing. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I, I shouldn't tell this in public, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that it turns me on when men tell me to shut up. Oh, dude. <laughs> Totally. But like, obviously not when I'm at work or no. like not when I have something really important to say, but sure. I talk a lot. And, and part of the reason I don't like that is because it feels like I'm turning into my mother uh -huh. who yeah. also talks a lot. Yeah, I can relate. So uh, when someone tells me to shut up, I feel really seen. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I do talk too much. I should really just... I should just yep. take a break, take a breathing um, here. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think it's also a second uh, facet to that where if someone tells you to shut up, I think maybe in our youth uh, or earlier before we were really in full control and had the position mm -hmm. of authority in our spaces, before that, I, many years of trying to be heard and trying to create a space where, you know, like working hard to get the authority to be 
listened to. Mm -hmm. And so I think also when someone tells me to shut up, it takes me back to that old school anger of being like, no, and that somehow gets transformed into being turned on because yeah, that gets challenged as well. It creates that polarity of like yes. a bit of a power dynamic and that I think ultimately that's what makes sex exciting is just playing with that and mm -hmm. obviously you need to feel safe enough in that setting. So if someone yeah. tells you to shut up, you need to feel like, okay, but I could still exactly. say no, obviously. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I have to like talk yes. about this with a disclaimer because if you take this out of context, it sounds very wrong. But. I, I totally agree. And the thing is with any of the sort of um, sub-dom or, or any power dynamics mm. sexually, it's so like, you know if you've got that dynamic with someone, like you, you almost know instantly chemistry-wise. Like sometimes you have to build it, but like, it's like it's going to be clear to both of you and you're going to make it clear if that's an okay dynamic for you and yeah. if that's safe yeah. and like it shouldn't be assumed and it's something that like develops or like yeah. just is and it's communicated on so it's not like yeah. so if if you listen to this podcast and you meet me in person tell me to shut up i know if it like where it's gonna come from and it's not gonna go well <laughs> it's for not gonna you. go well if you do it. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah. That, that's interesting about the mm -hmm. yeah the stripper uh, stereotype. I do feel like a lot of men are intimidated by me. Like I mean, I've had so many sexual partners over the last. Well, well not that many over the last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over the last years, that just couldn't keep an erection in bed because they're so intimidated because yeah. they they just can't get that image out of their head that they have from me on stage where I'm like very powerful mm -hmm. and and like all the sexiness and the sex symbol. But mm -hmm. in my personal life, I'm just a little toad, you know. I'm just <laughs> toad. <laughs> like I don't feel sexy all the time, and but I think it's maybe someone said that as a sexual partner maybe some people feel like they have to perform yep. really well or they feel this pressure which obviously is like such a mood killer yeah that's a um, huge mood killer and that's happened quite a lot that people just they see all the amber oh. eveness and I'm like no 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 but this is my personal life you the know two separate so things yeah I, I recently dated someone that's not that smart which was great, which is great because he doesn't see any of that. <laughs> so he doesn't get intimidated. It's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, uh, that's one way to do it. Uh, not very sustainable long-term, no. but uh, works great for a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. I, it's always funny when you date someone and then after like, for me, it's usually like I haven't realized and then it's like after like f four weeks, it's like, oh, not so bright. <laughs> this has kind of been going well yeah, like, been I'm just there. assuming that there's a depth of understanding here but yeah. really it's not going anywhere and it's like uh oh I remember like, a few years ago I dated someone very briefly that was so pretty um <sighs> like so my type visually that mm -hmm. I would get like weak in the knees when he like stood before me mm. and then I came to his place and he put on some stand-up comedy for us to watch okay but it was um yeah probably you probably know Mario Bart. I've heard, oh, my, yeah. I've, yeah, I've, it's like kind of misogynist German comic. I've never watched it, but like, not yeah, a good I don't reputation. either. And he sat there and he was like laughing his ass off and like checking in with me. I'm like, isn't this hilarious? And I sat there and I was like, oh, so you're not that smart. <laughs> it was just <laughs> such a turn off. Like, I think that's when it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, you're showing me this because 
you think this is my sense of humor or like this or, is or you think you it's think universally funny? funny it's the same like someone sending you bad memes someone oh, you're right. into it, it was kind of that like let me show you this because i think this is what you're gonna love and you're like no no no, no, no. you don't know me at all and this is not smart or funny yeah it's this just is really just uncomfortable dumb. yeah and this is showing me how we're not not well suited at all yeah Ugh. i mean i still slept with him it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not terrible. That's, the, that's, that's of terrible. course, you have to sit through Mario Bart yeah. and just get some dick. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that was my logic back then. I was like, I mean, I came all this way. Exactly. <laughs> I want to find out for myself now. Yeah. Like, and I found out and, yeah. yeah. Fucked around, found out. Yeah. Wasn't happy. Mm-mm. No? Was the no. sex... Uh, it's terrible. Uh, fuck, mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I Which hate is just that. an example of, like, for me, really how pretty someone is like it's obviously nice if they're good looking but it it's just if it's only that it doesn't work no it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't and that like how attractive someone is can fade really quickly yeah. the personality doesn't like yeah. sense of humor and personality is so much more important oh my god yeah. yes like yeah someone looks starts looking ugly if you find their personality despicable or, or just like yeah unstimulating yeah it's just not interesting no yeah. i'm curious i've got um i've got a few like most of my dominatrix friends slash sex yeah, sex worker friends yeah. um they live in uh an ethical non-monogamy lifestyle because it means that their partner but the thing is you don't you, you i don't know like and i don't know if this is crossing any lines for you but like you don't have sex with any of your clients no so for you it's like i'm performing they can touch my body but that doesn't mean that i am not I'm not capable. I'm not interested in a monogamous dynamic. It's hard for me to tell because I've been mm-hmm. single for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, if I ever keep a boyfriend around long enough, that will be a question for sure that mm-hmm. we'll have to like figure out together. Like, yeah. do we want this to be monogamous or not? Yeah. I can't really see myself having an open relationship, but it wouldn't you can have. Or you can. I can. Yeah. Yeah. But I, for me, has nothing to do with my job because I don't sleep with my clients yeah. anyway. Yeah. But okay. I do share intimacy. Yes. yes and yes. and like touch and and like I mean I don't kiss clients, but it's there's a certain there's a deep level of intimacy that I share with clients that most people wouldn't be comfortable mm-hmm. with if their partner shared that with other people. Yeah. So for some people that already crosses a line into non-monogamous, right? Yeah. For me, it doesn't because for me, like sex is really something else. Yeah. That's why I don't perform sexual acts. I don't do dildo shows on stage either because Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, for me, that's like, that's really a different topic. Yeah. 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 Um, Because I I don't let go that way when I'm working Mm -hmm. and when I'm in a relationship or with like intimate with someone that's different mindset I'm in. Yeah. Which is why when I dated people, they were usually cool with it because they get how I I draw a line somewhere. Yeah. And I think it's about trust and how insecure you are yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But trust, the chances and intelligence. Yeah. Like that's you really need all of those things. Right? The chances of me meeting someone that I'm really into when I'm out like just at a bar without working mm. are so much higher than me meeting someone at work where I don't let go. <clears throat> I don't get drunk. <laughs> but yeah, when I'm just yeah. out at a bar, like chances of me meeting someone that I like are just as high as like for anyone else yeah so. yeah 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 um but i think yeah meeting people at work unless they're colleagues it's like yeah like i have dated people from audiences yeah for sure oh yeah i'm not saying i never went out with a client but but it's never not, after work 
Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> I have for sure. Um, but like much, much smaller possibility of mm -hmm. that ever being like me ever being open to it. Like it has to be a very special, yeah. special interaction yes. for me to be open to it. Whereas being <clears throat> out and having a bit of vibe with someone and then going home with them outside of the context of me performing. Yeah, that's gonna the, the chances are much higher, I think. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when you're performing, you're just not in that mindset. And it's also the power dynamic skews it entirely. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. you're in a service position, like tech in some ways yeah. you're in a service position. And, and people project so much onto you when you're on stage. I, I don't feel like they really yeah. see me. So I've yeah. met guys that I've met at the strip club outside of work, mm -hmm. but never the same night and always yeah. in my sweatpants. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the sweatpants like rule. You, you, so you like the stripper sexy me? If you like the sweatpants yeah. me, then you have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if all you want is like your little fantasy, then you can keep giving me money and just come to the strip club instead. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because Fuck otherwise yeah. I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah. That's why I don't use dating apps anymore because I always felt like I'm at work. Because I'm entertaining mm. guys on there and like, it's always the same questions. And I don't know, mm. have a th like I feel like if... Mm, I, I'm not interested in men that aren't dating apps. That sounds really terrible, mm. but I feel like there's a reason you're on the app and it's because meeting someone in real life is more scary. But you have to meet them in real life I eventually. Know. And like, I wonder if it's a smaller, smaller city thing though, because yeah, for, for okay. me in Berlin, it's like, I, I really like the dating apps because it's just a, <clears throat> it's a different way of meeting people. So when you mm -hmm. meet people organically, you don't know all of their red flags that might like you've got no you're completely yeah okay, you got true. nothing mm -hmm. where and so you you immediately like you connect with someone in real life because you immediately sense chemistry but then it will take you a while to find out their employment their That's sort true. of where they're from maybe Dating religion are a better way of screening people mm -hmm. so yeah so both in real life and I think apps have their benefits in real life you immediately know about the chemistry yeah. but on apps you can immediately you know, uh, triage the problematic people. Yes. It's like, oh, this guy looks like he's an artist who needs a lot of validation, <laughs> who, who has definitely had commitment yeah, yeah, yeah. issues, who's got substance abuse issues, and oh, yep, he's too young. Okay, yes. or or too old. Or, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and so I think, I think um, I'm a big I'm a big fan of them because yes, uh, in real life, like you need to meet them mm -hmm. anyway, but at least you can. You know, at least you can you can sift yeah. through some of the problems. I think my challenge was that I always I hate texting for a very long time, but mm. I also had to do it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I'm open about my job. So most yeah. so I have to like sift through the ones that just want to fuck a stripper, basically. Definitely. So it was Same like, with okay, me with yeah, a let bit. me yeah. figure out if we have chemistry. And for that, I need to text you for a little bit. Yeah, I do the same. But I just didn't yeah. have time for it anymore because mm. it's my job to flirt. And I didn't want to yeah. do it in my private life, just in that capacity <laughs> that's that's totally fair I, I do do a bit of texting but mm -hmm. if it's all moving very smoothly then I'm like cool that's me okay but like it has to be it can't like if it gets too drawn out yeah. then it, I lose interest yeah. if they say one thing that kind of <laughs> just one little thing that kind of I go Ugh, then I disconnect yeah I think you can afford that in a bigger city <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're fucking yeah. right yeah, I'm, I think we, we found the problem. I think I it need is. To meet, move to Berlin, maybe. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Come to Berlin. Like, there's. Ugh. 
would love to have you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I used to live there. For a no bit. shit, I didn't. Know. How come we haven't talked about that? Um, it was like twelve years ago. I worked in okay. an advertisement agency. It was before my stripper days, which is why I wasn't happy back then, and it was and just why not you don't the right talk time. About it. <laughs> it, it's not that interesting. But I always felt like eventually I might come back, at least for a while. So it's I not off the table. Yeah, I think you should. I, I for a little stint, like even yeah. if it was just like yeah, yeah, a yeah. six month little. Z- yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That would that, be cool. That would be really cool. Let's um, make a plan, and then we'll do yeah. like part two of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Fuck yeah. I would yeah. love that. Yes. Oh. Okay, um, so where can people find you? Um, mostly, I'd say my Instagram is a good place to start because, first of all, it has pictures of my butt, and second Which of all, it has all the infos on comedy shows and, and burlesque shows and all the other fun stuff. It's at Amber Eve underscore official. You might have to type in the full username because I'm constantly shadow banned because Instagram doesn't like me showing my butt. Interesting. So it's at Amber Amber Eve underscore official. Yeah. They get, oh, fuck, I hate, mm-hmm. I hate If you don't have Instagram, it's also Amber um, Minos with the... Uh, dash. Dash. Yeah. Is that dash? That's Amber dash. dash Eve.com. That's yeah, my website. Not the underscore, but the Not the one. underscore, the middle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you should yeah. know that. You're native speaker. I said dash. I'm just dash. checking that we're not... <laughs> we're it's not um, Amber dash Eve.com. That's my website if you don't have social media. And there's less pictures of my butt, but all the infos on upcoming shows. Do you have like a YouTube channel as well? No. Okay. I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Well, that's, plug that. Yeah, I mean, like, the links are on my Insta and on my website, so Amazing. you can find everything there. Fuck yeah. Yee. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. We'll do another episode yeah, another time. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, and get deeper into stuff. But that's been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and goodbye. Bye.